Happy Friday, church family. Uh, we're reach, we've reached the end of our study in Exodus chapter 13. This is part three of that series. And you remember on Wednesday, one of our applicational points is that how can we um, know that our God is undis- undisputed? How does he, how we, what certainty do we have that we can trust him, that he is indeed the King of Kings and Lord of the Lord, and if that's true in our hearts and our mind and in our minds, uh, then that should give us absolute assurance. Uh, and the first way that I talked about is that we belong to God. Being in a right relationship with Him gives us a unique um, relationship with Him. We can pray to Him. We have assurance on purpose in life. We have assurance in our salvation. We have peace, knowing that uh, He protects us and watches over us. We um, and we can do good deeds and even fight sin, things like that, because uh, he's worked in our, in our lives. So we, we know that the love of God is what compels us and controls us to do good works. So because, um, God, uh, because God is the God that, you know, he is our God, that we belong to him, we have new life. Um, and today we're, uh, we're going to end this chapter by seeing how one reason why God is undisputed is because God is, God protects us, that you will be protected by God. We see this in chapter 13, verse 17 to the end of chapter. Verse 17, Now when Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near. For God said the people might change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Now this is intentional, a very crucial passage. And something that I didn't really think about in this chapter is that God intended it to make life seemingly more difficult for them so that they can learn to trust in the Lord. Um, it took time for them to learn to trust God. Because remember, these people were like not trained individuals. They're not fighters. They were all slaves. And then if they were to go to the Philistines, um, they would be too, over, they'll be too intimidated uh, to fear and run. Uh, and run back to Egypt, and the Lord, the Lord, out of His grace, decided to take another means, as 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 a way for them to trust God even more. Um, and it takes time uh, for us to trust the Lord. It isn't to say that God is not faithful. Uh, it's not something that um, that God uh, is not like perfect in every way. It's just that we're so finite and frail in our faith that sometimes the Lord will allow us to go through. Uh, difficult and seemingly longer trials with the intent, with the express purpose for us to know and trust Him more. You have to understand too, in the context of here, the, the Israelites, they have no idea what the future has to hold. You know, they didn't have the Torah. They didn't know what was going to be later on. So God, understanding the hearts of men and knowing where they're at, decided to take them a longer route with a, with a purpose um, to make them trust Him more. If the Lord um, let them this way, uh, they would be too scared and would have missed the opportunity to uh, to see God display His power. And we'll see His uh, power get displayed even more down the line. And this is again, this isn't actually to say that like God isn't capable of doing it. Like He could have just went in and destroyed the Philistines. Um, but there's something about just the longevity of going through. Um, the wilderness and seeing the Red Sea parted and then like, you know, everything that we'll see next week about how, about how the Lord protected them with the time that they have. It's supposed to keep increasing the amount of knowledge and trust that they need in the Lord. So that's why they took a different route. Verse 18, hence God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea. And the sons of Israel went up in the, uh, 
martial array from the land of Egypt. Uh, so they took the longest route. And again, this is just a lesson for us that sometimes the Lord will place us through different trials, but he will protect us through it. He will protect us. He will, he's the one who sovereignly uh, places us in circumstances for our good. Uh, and uh, that's a very crucial thing to understand, that we are in where we are at because God providentially wants us to be here. And I know, especially with our time, where there seems to be more and more persecution and things with COVID happening, it just seems everything is bad. But the Lord will sustain you. The Lord will keep you. He will give you endurance. He'll give you everything that you need in the moment uh, so that you can honor him. The Lord doesn't place you in a situation without a means to escape of, in terms of sin. So the Lord knows what he's doing. He's leading you and he's leading the people back in Egypt to do the same thing, to trust him, to just follow him. Jumping down to the last uh, two verses, verse 21, that uh, Yahweh was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way, and a pillar by fire by night to give them light, and, they will, and that they might travel by day and by night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar by fire by night from before the people. Then again, this is God leading them. All they had to do was just keep following them, following the cloud, following where Moses is directing them. Wherever God tells them to go, they just need to go. And again, this a lot of ways is an illustration of our own life, that wherever the Lord takes us, we just follow the Lord. We don't need to know uh, beyond what is where the Lord is taking us. We just need to keep trusting Him, and we know that the Lord will protect us. The Lord is so good. He knows where He wants His people to be, even when we don't know. Uh, but yet he does it because he knows that's what's best. I think all of us as parents kind of understand that if you were ever driving from one location to another, your kids will probably ask us this very sanctifying question. He'll, they'll ask, are we there yet? Or can I get out of the car? And oftentimes this is just their way of trying to, they're just impatient. And your way of responding, knowing what's best at the other end, whether it's like going to the candy store, or Disneyland, grandparents' house or whatever, activity you know what's on the other side and you just need your kids to just sit silently and trust you while you go on there when you're driving there that's exactly what the lord is doing the lord wants them to trust him more he's giving this opportunity for them to learn the lord and have like more and more uh, of god's power in their memory so that they can teach it to the other kids so that they can have convictions and um and just like a, a level of trust that they wouldn't have if they just went through all the Philistines. To see this pillar of fire and this cloud is every single day that they march through the wilderness is supposed to constantly remind them that, hey, God is good. And you have to remember, too, there were two million people in the wilderness walking and leaving Egypt. So that's a huge cloud, and that's probably a very huge fire as well. And every single time they see that, it's supposed to tell them, God is with them. God is with them. God is protecting them. God is before them. God is over them. God is all around them. And God is watching over them. First Samuel 2, 2 tells us that there is no one holy and distinct like Yahweh. Indeed, there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. The word rock in this is, is a common phrase to describe God. In fact, if you just uh, look at the Psalms, how, many, how often it is when God is describing himself as the rock, or the Psalms are describing describing this, this attribute, how he's a steadfast individual or, or deity, and, and he is the one that can keep them and sustain them. Psalms uh, 18, verse 31, For who is God but the Lord, and who is a rock except our God? 
The God who girds me with strength and makes my way blameless. He makes my feet feel like hinds feet and set me upon my high place. So he trains my hands for battle so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand upholds me and your gentleness makes me great. You enlarge my steps under my feet and my feet have not slipped. See, it's something that the Psalms uh, and the saints of old understood, that God protects them, God watches over them, God sustains them. We know the passages, passages like James 1 as well, about how the Lord allows us to go through trials with the, with the purpose of making us, uh, sanctifying us, to make us more like Him. Second um, Corinthians 1 tells us the purpose of trials oftentimes is so that we can be equipped to go and tell other people of God's um, power to comfort and give uh, uh, you know, describe his love and care for his people. And that's what the Israelites were supposed to be as well. They see all of God's care. They see all of God's protection. And this will tell future generations, even foreign nations, about how good their God is. Because the Lord protected them, and because the Lord is protecting us now, and will continue to protect the church, so we always testify of his goodness. And that's why we worship an undisputed God. Because of all of the things that he's shown in the past, through the scriptures and how he's shown us in our life and how he sustained us through everything, we can live life with confidence and know for a fact that he is the undisputed God. So our first point this week was that he, we belong to him, and that's why we know he's undisputed because he keeps us, and second, because he protects us. Therefore, we can trust him for the rest of our lives. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.